there. It's Amy Schmidt, your host of the Fearlessly Facing 50 and Beyond podcast. I am so happy that you have chosen to spend time with me. As a reinvention confidence expert, along with a storyteller, I've shared quite a few things along this journey. But what I've found is the most important info to share are stories. Stories of amazing people, ordinary people, extraordinary people, doing things that are gonna inspire you to action. So come and join me in this space because you're gonna be inspired. Let's get started. It's our time. Well, hello at Fearlessly Facing 50, all of those listeners right now all over the world. I'm so excited for this interview today. And this interview has been a while in the making because uh, my guest today, we both have busy lives. And, you know, we talked before we even started recording today about the fact life is full of transitions. And uh, I think this is a perfect topic for today. I have on with me Susan Verde, who has written the book. She's a New York Times bestselling author, and she has recently released a book called Say One Kind Thing. I have this on my nightstand, actually, Susan. So welcome to the show. Love it. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm I excited that you have that by your nightstand. That's I like, do. And and I think it's such a uh, a relevant message. Now, you've written other books. Yes. And, um, and I'm going to link all of those to the episode notes. But, you know, I, I want to ask you, I want you to take me back to really starting this book. And, and what was the impotence for writing it? Well, you know, I had been writing children's books prior to this one. So this is my first sort of foray into the adult world. But what really, it, it, it was a lot of thought before it actually got on paper. But it was, you know, I had been visiting schools and visiting mm. children and talking to parents and teachers. I do a lot of workshops with educators and parents and things like that. And I kept hearing myself talk about mindfulness and the practice of being present and, you know, making good choices and being kind to yourself. And, and then, you know, in order to be kind to others, we have to feel good inside and all of that. And I would get these questions, mostly from kids, of course, that would, you know, they would ask me, are you always mindful? Do you ever get upset? Do you? Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh my gosh, no, I'm not always mindful. Yes, of course I get upset. And, and I started to think like, here I am talking about all of this as if, as if I've got it down. Right. And the right. reality is it's, it's still a journey for me. And so I wanted to kind of communicate that journey mm. and how, you know, the things that have helped me and the things that I'm still working on. And like everyone, I've had certain traumas, certain things in my life that have inspired or held me back or things like that. And and I really wanted to just be vulnerable and address all of that. I Mm -hmm. definitely not want to tell anyone how to do anything. Right. Uh, Right. Yeah. I just wanted to share an experience that hopefully resonated. I love that. And I love the fact that you said in there about three sentences back, you kind of made reference to you're still working on it. We're a work in progress, right? Absolutely. We are a work in progress. And I think there's so many times, especially as women, that we don't really realize that. We don't realize that we're continually evolving and changing and learning. And um, I love that you say that because I'm sure a lot of people think you have it all figured out. Yeah, which no, I do not. (laughs) Sorry, right. spoiler alert. Right. Spoiler alert. Nobody has it figured out, right? No, there there no. was something written here, Anne, that I or Susan, that I really liked. And it was living, loving, and parenting from a place of freedom and authenticity. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's very powerful. It's very powerful. That is, that's sort of the answer, you know, if the, to whatever the question is, but it's, and it's what I want to communicate to children as well. When I write, it's this idea of just of living authentically. And that authenticity is what gives you freedom. You can't control how people are going to respond to you or what their thoughts are going to be, but you can be who you are Mm. and embrace that and embrace that work in progress. You know, once you kind of wrap your mind around that and take the pressure off, that's that therein lies the freedom, right? Yeah. Yeah. The authenticity is key. You know, funny you mentioned that too, because I, I, I think authenticity is so key to, to finding joy and finding purpose, living an authentic life for sure. And I think that's been shaded a bit by social media, by, you know, how many times have I, maybe I've led a workshop and I've said, okay, you know what, let's come up with some great I am statements, greatness statements. And, and I will honestly kind of, uh, look at the room and I'll see women hesitating to even begin writing. Maybe because they're feeling that they're going to be judged at what they write. They don't want to share it. Or, you know, they're too quick to scroll through social media or to Google. I am statements. Oh, that one sounds good. I think I'll take that. Right. Do you, do you find that? I do. I do. And, and I find that it's, it's really challenging to, it's, it's, it's sort of like, especially as women, I think we don't give ourselves permission to think about ourselves in that way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as as I am something wonderful, something to be celebrated, something, someone to, that has, you know, validity and, and, right. and importance in the world. It's hard. And I've even found that with, with children when I ask them to repeat, you know, I am statements after me, the yeah. older the older the children get, the more awkward they feel about saying out loud, you know, I'm a good person. I'm a kind person. Right. Uh, it becomes more challenging. Yeah. And I think, I think our, our, you know, immediate instinct is to be like, mm, what I am, what am I? I am a mother, you know, I am a, and those aren't, that's not what we're looking for. The deeper, what are you, you know, mm-hmm. who am mm-hmm. I? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it's a challenge. I and, and I definitely, you know, there's so much on social media that you could right. you could Google I am statements for forever in a day. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. Or even morning routines for that. You know, yeah. you can you can Google best morning routine and well, that might be the best one for them, but right. maybe not for you. So we get a little bit lost in that. So that goes back to really finding our authentic self. And I think you've done a great job of that. And and as you wrote this book, I mean, this is a nonfiction memoir. So this is this is, I mean, you're peeling back the layers. I am. Yes. It was scary. I, you know, I, I didn't start out thinking it was going to be what it ended up being, but as I wrote and I, I, I really wanted to share, I really wanted to peel back the layers, but there were so many moments where I was like, Oh my goodness, what am I taught? You know, why am I? And it almost, you know, I would, I would imagine not people I didn't know reading it, but people I knew reading it. Yes. And being like, oh, they might think I, you know, have it together. And now they're going to see that there's all this stuff underneath. And oh my goodness. And and it would interrupt my process for sure. It would require a pause, a conversation, a, yeah. a, a you know, self-talk, sort of self-talk. practicing what I was preaching. Um, yeah. So it was challenging. It was challenging to be that vulnerable, but also 
I sort of felt like, you know, if I'm not going that route, then what's the point, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Positive self-talk. It's such an important thing. You know, Muhammad Ali, I, I quoted this, I quote it many times, but you know, I'm the greatest of all time. And he said that before he even was, because he knew if he didn't believe it, nobody would. Right. That is right. really the essence of self-talk, right? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Put it out there, manifest it. You know, if you don't believe it, it is really hard for others to believe it because it, it, I don't know, somehow we exude that feeling that that uh self-love in into the world you know we had, through yeah. our pores so yeah it's kind of like just just say it just put it out there just put it out there i love yeah. that and this word you know say one kind thing kindness why don't you take me through why you called it say one kind thing why did you title it that i think i was thinking about all of the you know what what has helped me along the way what has uh what has held me back what has helped me what what what's been going on in my journey and i think uh you know a lot of it was this negative self talk right? right that is that is the big piece and how quickly i am and many of us are to go right to the bad place right to the judgment and i think you know it it all it it can shift little by little if we just start with one kind thing and saying that what even if we don't necessarily feel it or believe it just start by the practice of saying one kind thing i i wanted it to sort of be this like you don't have to change your entire life and you know go to a, a, a retreat and do all this self examination right. and whatever what you can just start healing yourself by practicing saying one kind thing and maybe that even means maybe not saying the one kind thing, right. but not saying the one mean thing. You know yes. what I mean? So exactly. that can be the beginning of the practice. So I just, I, I you know, I, I felt like I wanted sort of simplicity and accessibility and just that's, that's how you start. That's how you begin. And that's when you, you begin. All, yeah. And when it, when you can't, you know, when it, when you don't succeed at doing that, you right. can always try again. Exactly. You know, someone, um, I'll have to put you in touch with them. Maybe you already knew, know Scarlett Lewis, but she's from the Choose Love movement. And she lost her son in Sandy Hook. And I've had her on the show and we've done several things together. She talks a lot about something similar. And that is changing an unkind thought to a loving thought. And she actually stood there at her son's funeral. And because there were so much so many negative thoughts and negative feelings and, and, you know, navigating through tragedy like that through a school shooting and through loss. She just had the mindset of, we need to change that to one loving thing, you know, a loving thing instead of an unkind thing. And I think it's very similar. You two should meet because you're both extraordinary women. And it seems so simple, but it's, it, it, it really is a mindset shift. It is a mindset shift. It's a conscious effort, I think. And I think, you know, I, first of all, I would love to connect with her. And I can't imagine if she can reach deep down and find that in that yes. moment of tragedy. I mean, that's, that's incredible. That's She's remarkable. Yeah. 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 So she, yes, but, but, but it's true. It's, it's really, um, uh, and I'm sure that's something, you know, had her child gone on and survived that, that she clearly would have wanted to impart onto him or or her other children or whomever 
that turning that negativity into the loving thing. Yes, exactly. She was able to articulate that in that moment. Yeah, I know. I just, I I love the title of your book. Say one kind thing. It's it's something that's so easily overlooked and pushed aside because we dwell on the negative and we should be looking into kindness. So let's talk about the women that may be listening. And, you know, we go through many challenges. Women master transition. I think we master, master reinvention. We wear a lot of different hats, but there are some women listening today that really are struggling and thinking, how do I do that next thing? How do I, I'm stuck. I'm stuck in fear. I'm stuck in, um, you know, I'm kind of putting it off procrastination. I'm worried that it's not perfect, so I'm not going to do it. What would be your advice to those women to kind of just put those, uh, the energy to move them forward instead of pushing pause? Right. I, I just, you know, I start by saying, I, I feel you. I see you because I, I know that I know that stuckness and I know that fear. And I, I think, you know, again, it goes back to something, something simple. It's not doing the big thing all at once. It's doing the very small things and recognizing that the very small things are big in and of themselves. So, you know, and taking this pressure of perfection away, there's nothing, nothing is perfect. I don't care how perfect someone's life seems. It is not perfect. There is no perfect. The, The word, when my son was four, he actually came up to me and was like, why does the word perfect exist if nobody can be perfect? And I'm like, yeah, let's erase it. Let's get rid of it because. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I at four four, which also incredible. Yeah. What? Why? (laughs) Who are you? But you know, so it's, 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 it's being, it's letting yourself know. So I, I often think about, you know, the things, the negative things are we tell ourselves or the way our mind grasps onto we're not enough kind of things. Um, You know, you're, your mind is trying to protect you, right? By telling you these things that aren't kind, that aren't really helpful. It's it's trying to protect you from embarrassment, from judgment, from all those things. So in a way, we have to kind of reframe how we look at that voice. And instead of hating it and fighting against it, it's like, okay, I get you. You're trying to protect me. And that's very kind, but in and of itself, but that's, I don't have to listen to that. Like I actually can make a different choice. And so it's starting very small, finding the the one nice thing to say to yourself, finding the one small step that you can really celebrate. If you're changing careers or you're reinventing yourself or things like that, it's all those little small things. You know, I, 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 uh, so I, and this may sound really silly, but I have a Peloton, right? So I work out on it sometimes. And one of the, and I love a good coach or yoga teacher or whoever, who says a lot of, you know, empowering things. I just soak it up. Right. And um, what she said was, um, just get dressed, just get dressed. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't worry about the rest. Like once you get dressed, then there's this next step that might come and the next step, you know? So it's just that idea, like, just get dressed, just, exactly. just get out of bed. Just, just make, make your bed, right? Phone, right? Make your bed, right. That's Do the, the book, the, the, yes, the talk that was and given about that. Just make that's, your bed. That's huge. Like yes. celebrate that thing. Don't look for the big things. Just mm. 
one small thing at a time. And I, and I feel like that can really break the cycle and you'll find that, you know, at some point you want to pick up speed and momentum and yes. And also everybody's afraid. I mean, everybody's afraid. Everybody Absolutely. feels like at some point, everybody, you know, is, is afraid. I, I, I always tell my kids, like people don't know anything until they know it. So yeah. that's a nice one. I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah, everybody, there is, there's fear and uncertainty around everything. We can get stopped in our tracks every day, but celebrating the small wins is so important because we we tend to do that. We tend to undervalue ourselves or kind of just look to the next great thing. What's the next big thing we're working on when we've forgotten about this great thing that we accomplished right. as a daughter or as a mom or as a sister? You know, you exactly. forget about those things. So I, I really, I, I completely connect with you on that. You know, it's that small, like couple of hours that your child is feeling happiness with themselves. Oh, like exactly. That change, that'll change in the next 20 minutes. Like it's, so it's just being in that, that moment just for a little bit and giving yourself some, some celebration, some credit. Yeah. I'm going to ask you about transitions because you're going to be going through this this next year when, you know, your youngest goes off to college and you're going to become that empty nester. Yeah, I know. Deep breath, huh? Yeah, I, I, I'm about eight months into it, and uh, or more, and it it's an it's a transition. I so here's my question for you: <laughs> What do you do with the bedrooms? Do you shut the doors and leave them? Oh, shut? oh, I know. I, these are the things I think about. Like I'm going to be walking through my house, and all the bedroom doors will be shut. Mm, open oh, the bedroom doors, open the windows, that. and walk in and sit on their bed and savor all those memories. Look around at those fabulous trophies and those fabulous awards that they've gotten. And, and those will all, you know, that just brings up stories and memories. And that that's what I do. Although I will have to say that the bedrooms have been changed a bit because we made a move too. So not only with empty nesting, oh, we, okay. my daughter said this morning, she's here and she said, wow, it doesn't really feel like my room anymore. So, you know, it, there's a lot of differences. Yeah. Lots yeah. of challenges, but lots I, of opportunity I, for growth. I have three and two are twins and they went off to college this year. And that was, that was difficult. Yeah. But I really then try to embrace this time I had alone with my third. And it's been amazing. But I think the more amazing it's been, the harder it is to think about them going off. I know. I know. But that's what we want them to do, right? And Lamont said, don't, don't, you don't want them to, you don't want to trail behind them. That's a disservice oh, to them. They need no. to grow and flow and are grown and flown and and they do that. So yeah, it'll be interesting. So we'll circle back in the fall and oh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll oh, check in with you. So for somebody listening today and uh, that's going to be writing a book that has really had it on their heart to write a book. And I, I challenge everyone to write a book because I yeah. feel it's, a, it's really a form of therapy. Let's talk about writer's block because it's a real thing. On those days, Susan, when you just couldn't put pen to paper, you just couldn't put fingertip to keyboard. You just couldn't do it. What was it like the next day when you knew you had to do it? How did you get past that little, that hurdle of writer's block? You know, I, I, in the moment of writer's block, I, I allowed that to be, I stepped away. I read a book. I took a walk. I did something with my kids. I, I really, but I allowed myself to really separate that, mm-hmm. you know, cause you can walk away and you're still thinking like, oh, oh, and I think allowing myself that space somehow cleared the way the next day. And again, it's those small things. Like if I could write a, a sentence, you know, okay, yeah. I've written something. Yes. Um, yes. And, and maybe I haven't written the whole chapter, like I said I was going to, but I've written something and that builds on itself. 
So I think allowing yourself without berating yourself that that walk away time can really help when you need to sit down and do it. Great advice. I agree. I agree. I think everybody should write. There's room for everyone's voice, for everyone's story. You know, I I just, and you're right. It's a wonderful form of therapy for sure. It really is. It really is. It allows you to release your feelings and, uh, and tell your story, you know, we're the keeper of our stories. We're the only one that knows those. So I, I just, I think it's a fantastic book. I highly recommend it. I will link this to episode notes. It's lessons in acceptance, love and letting go say one kind thing by Susan Verde. Before I let you go today, I would like to find out the question that I ask everybody. So I'm about, I think you're going to be, you're going to be over 200 episodes. I think you're like number 203 when this drops. If you were sitting on the couch, Susan, and you looked over and there you were sitting at 30, your mind probably immediately goes to that, right? Pictures yourself at 30. Yeah, totally. What advice would you give her? Uh, I would tell her that you know, I really loved my thirties, but I didn't know, I didn't know anything. I thought I knew everything. And in your twenties, you think, you know, and your teens, you think, you know, everything. And every stage you're like, well, I knew nothing. I think I would tell her, and it's probably what a lot of people might tell their younger self that allow the transition, allow it, don't fight it. Don't fight against it because whatever's coming your way is meant to come your way and is going to bring you to the next place. And, you know, life is about, we're here to experience. So good, bad, otherwise, we're here to experience. And aren't we lucky to be able to do that? So just stop fighting against the current and and let it, let it just go. Let it just come to you. Mm, I like that advice. It's a, a bit of giving up control and still it's operating from very hard power. <laughs> yes. Giving up control. One of the most difficult things I think we can do. Thank you. Those are very wise words. Yeah. And what's the best way for people to reach you if they want Um, to get in touch? So if you want to get in touch with me, you can go to my website, which is susanverde.com. And there's a place to email me. And I I literally respond to all of my emails. So don't be afraid. might take me a minute, but I'll get there. And then you can also find me on Instagram at Susan Verde. I've kind of removed myself from some of the other platforms lately. Uh, I'm I'm there under my name, but you'll yeah. be quicker to get to me and see what's going on if you go to Instagram. Exactly. There's a new one that just launched. It's called Lemon 8. Oh, Lemon 8. Okay. Lemon 8. It just launched. Yeah, I just got some information about it. So right. learn about that one a little bit. Yeah. I guess it's, it's a cross between Instagram and Pinterest. So I, I oh, feel very aesthetic. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love um, it. So who knows? But anyway... Thank you very much for sharing time with me today, for being here, for being patient with me, for getting you on the show. And um, and thanks for writing a great book. I look forward to your next one. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on and for all that you're doing. Yeah, really absolutely. Appreciate. We'll be in touch. And we'll be in touch in September when you go through that transition. Oh, yes, please. I'm going to need <laughs> I'm going to need somebody to talk to. <laughs> I'll carry on. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, so I hope that this episode inspired you, encouraged you, and challenged you. Because when we share our stories, they're inspiring. You know what? It's important for people to connect. Connection is key. People need people. So as you go forward this week or today, be a difference maker. Be a change maker, not only in your life, but in somebody else's. Reach out with a text, an email, or a phone call. 
Connection is key. It builds community and it builds confidence. Go forth and be awesome. And I'll see you soon.